Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to the Abundance Podcast. My name is Eileen. I am one of the Om Twins and I am here with my dad, Erwin Dreichert. How are you, daddy? How's everything? Um, good. It just rained, so we're even better. Yeah, so it's all cooled down. Here is super, super hot. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, are you ready to read chapter 17? Um, I'm more than ready. Let's go. Excellent. Chapter 17, Illusions. On the Jeff Sky's radio talk show, I saw a Donald Shimoda I had never seen before. The show began at 9 p.m. and went till midnight. From a room no bigger than a watchmaker's, lined about with dials and knobs and racks of tape cartridge commercial spots. Sykes opened by asking if there wasn't anything illegal about flying around the country in an ancient airplane, taking people for rides. The answer is no, there is nothing illegal about it. The planes are inspected as carefully as any jet transport. They are safer and stronger than most sheet metal modern airplanes. And all that's needed is a license and a farmer's permission. But Shimoda didn't say that. No one can stop us from doing what we want to do, Jeff. Now, that's quite true, but it had none of the tact that is called for when you are talking with a radio audience that is wondering what's going on, these airplanes flying around. A minute after he said that, the call director's telephone began lighting up on Sykes' desk. We have a caller on line one. Go ahead, ma'am. Am I on the air? Yes, ma'am. You are on the air with our guest, Mr. Donald Shimoda, the airplane flyer. Go ahead. You are on air. Well, I'd like to tell that fellow that not everybody gets to do what they want to do and that some people have to work for their living and hold down a little more responsibility than flying around with some carnival. Hey, people who work for a living are doing what they most want to do. Just as much that people who play for a living. Scripture says, By the sweat of thy brow shalt thou earn thy bread, and in sorrow shalt thou eat of it. Well, we're all free to do that too, if we want to. Do your thing. I get so tired of people like you saying, Do your thing, do your thing. You let everybody run wild and they'll destroy the world. They're destroying the world right now. Look at what's happening on the green living things and the rivers and the oceans. She gave him 50 different openings to reply and he ignored them all. It's okay if the world is destroyed. There are thousands, millions of other worlds for us to create and choose from. As long as people want planets, there will be planets to live on. That was hardly calculated to soothe the color. And I looked at Shimoda, astonished. He was speaking from his viewpoint perspectives of lots of lifetimes, learnings only a master can expect to recall. The caller was naturally assuming that the discussion had to do with the reality of this one world. Birth is the beginning and death is the end. He knew that. Why didn't he, why did he ignore it? Everything is okay, is it? The caller said on her telephone, there is no evil in this world, no sin going all around us. That doesn't bother you, does it? 
Nothing there to be bothered about, ma'am. We see just one little flick of the whole that is life. And that flick is fake. Everything balances. And nobody suffers and nobody dies without their consent. Nobody does what they don't want to do. There is no good and there is no evil outside of what makes us happy and what makes us unhappy. None of it was making the lady on the phone any calmer. But she broke suddenly and said simply, How do you know all these things that you say? How do you know that you say is true? I don't know that they're true. I believe them because it's fun to believe them. I narrowed my eyes. He could have said that he had tried it and it works. The healings, the miracles, the practical living that made his thinking true and workable. But he didn't say that. Why? There was a reason. I held my eyes barely open, most of the room gray, just a blurred, fuzzy image of Simora leaning to talk into the microphone. He was saying all these things straight out, offering no choices, making no effort to help the poor listeners understand. Anybody who's ever mattered, anybody who's ever been happy, Anybody who's ever given any gift into the world has been divinely selfish soul, living on his own best interest, no exceptions. It was a male caller next, while the evening fled by. Selfish mister, do you know what the Antichrist is? For a second, Shimoda smiled and relaxed in his chair. It was as if he knew the caller personally. Perhaps you can tell me. Christ said that we have to live for our fellow man. Antichrist says be selfish. Live for yourself and let other people go to hell. Or heaven or whatever else they feel like going. You are dangerous. Do you know that, mister? What if everybody listened to you and did just whatever they felt like doing? What do you think would happen then? I think that... This would probably be the happiest planet in part of the galaxy. Mister, I'm not sure I want my children to hear what you have, what you're saying. What is it that your children want to hear? If we're all free to do whatever we want to do, then I'm free to come out of that field and with my shotgun and blow your head, your full head off. Of course, you're free to do that. There was a heavy click on the line. Somewhere in town, there was at least one angry man. The others and the angry women too were on the telephone. Every button on the machine was lit and flashing. It didn't have to go that way. He could have said the same things differently and ruffled no feathers at all. Sifting, sifting back over me was the same feeling I had in Troy when the crowd broke and surrounded him. It was time. It was clearly time for us to be moving along. The handbook was no help there on the studio. In order to live free and happily, you must sacrifice boredom. It is not always an easy sacrifice. Jeff Sykes had told everybody who we were, that our airplanes were parked on John Thomas's Hayfield on State 41, and that we slept under the wing. 
I felt these waves of anger from people frightened on their children's morality and for the future of American way of life. And none of it made me too happy. There was a half an hour left on the show and it only got worse. You know, mister, I think you are a fake. Of course I am a fake. We are all fakes on this whole world. We're all pretending to be something that we're not. We are not bodies walking around. We are not atoms and molecules. We are unkillable, undestroyable ideas of the ISIS. No matter how much we believe otherwise. He would have been the first one to remind me that I was free to leave if I didn't like what he was saying. And he would have laughed at my fears of lynch mobs waiting with torches at the airplanes. Wow. Wow, this is intense. Like, I don't know how much I love this episode, right? But this it's chapter. Yes, yes, this one is really intense. Why? Because Donald is just giving his full like opinion on how things are and it's incredible right whenever uh you meet with someone that is not ready to receive this information you're most likely to confront some kind of resistance of oppo opponents right like there's people that are just not ready to hear that they are the controllers of their reality that always happens to me when i start talking about religions Exactly, which which is incredible, right? They say that the truth has three faces, right? The first one is ridiculization. The second one is violent opposition. And the third one is acceptance, right? So sometimes some people are like just ridiculizing whatever you're trying to say. For example, veganism for me, it's that, right? Like some people like to ridiculize that, oh, I care about animals and stuff like that. And, and then my, there might be violent opposition because you're basically telling someone that their way of living might not be uh, the most compassionate way. I'm not saying wrong or right, but maybe the most compassionate way. And there might be pe people that understand it and finally accept and be like, okay, uh, you might be right, so how can I make a change, right? So, but truth sometimes goes through all these stages, and it's just important to to be strong enough. If you if you believe in whatever you're saying, right, to be strong enough to kind of like just go through it. But it is very interesting how he is setting up the stage for violence and not caring about. Exactly, exactly. And it's beautiful that, that Richard already knows him well to enough, right? That he's like, he would have told me like, you are free to go. You don't need to participate. And he's willingly staying there, right? So yep. again, it's not falling into the victim mentality of, oh my God, you caused this on us, right? No, you are choosing to stay. We all have choices. Life is a choice, right? We're not victims of our circumstances. Things are not happening to us. They're happening for us. And him being this really above soul, he knows that he's causing everything uh, by choice. That's exactly That's right. right. Yes, yeah, so stay tuned because chapter 18 is freaking spicy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dad. Thank you so much. It was so much fun. I hope uh, I think I'm going to need to do a bloopers special on this one because it was like, who is going to do this voice? Who is doing the younger woman? And it was, you did it so well, Daddy. All the voices. <laughs> <laughs> I like doing yes. voices. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Oh my 
my god this this was fun intense and it had all emotions in this so thank you everybody so much for tuning in and excited for us to be finishing and wrapping up this incredible book illusions thank you that so much for the space and i'll see you next uh tuesday thank you. Next see you next week ciao ciao